welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Throw Rock Paperback. I'm one of your hosts, Charles Sheeland. And I'm the other host, Asia Bonilla. We're back again, and today we're diving into the second book in the Savvy Trilogy, Scumble, and we're covering the first half of that one for this week. I picked out the series, and I had read the first book, Savvy, before, but the second book is new to both of us. And speaking of new, if anyone is new to our podcast, look at that transition, we're a podcast with the Nerd Party Network, and we're best friends, and we read and reread YA literature from our adolescents and share books with each other. We alternate generally between series one of us has read and the other hasn't, so this was a me pick because I'd read Savvy in middle school. And so Asia gets to summarize because she's reading this series for the first time. So diving right in, this book follows Ledger, who is the cousin of the Beaumonts, and he gets his Savvy on his 13th birthday. And his family ends up going to Fish's wedding, but his savvy starts breaking things, so his parents leave him and his sister along with some cousins at Uncle Autry's ranch where people go to safely learn to scumble their savvies. He's really struggling with this while also having a local girl named Sarah Jane who is trying to kind of gain all of their secrets and... As we know from the last book, they obviously don't want people to know about their savvy, so that's causing him even more stress. Also, Sarah Jane's dad is foreclosing on everyone in this town, so there's definitely a lot of building tension, and that's kind of where we are so far in the book. So going right into my impression, my initial impression definitely was that I was disappointed that we weren't going to be following the same characters as last book with Mibs and Will Jr. and just the Beaumont family in general. But I'm actually really enjoying hearing about the new characters because I think that they're just as interesting and intriguing. And I like that Ledger is still like their their cousins. Like we still get to see some of the other characters. We're just like learning about a different part of their family which I think is cool to like get a new dynamic, but still be talking about the savvies. So I'm definitely enjoying it so far, and I do really like Ledger as our main character. I think he's a great character so far. Yeah, I'm. that's similar to what I felt. I was like, I really enjoyed the world building. We're getting to see more savvies. We're getting to see more of the family. We had the incest plot hole corrected. I also agree with you. I really like Ledger as a character. So... Thank goodness. I'm just enjoying the series, which is, you know, a nice feeling. So diving right on in, like you said, our main character is Ledger Kale, and he gets his savvy, which is kind of just like blow things up, like things that are man-made fall apart when he's around them. Yeah, which is honestly kind of sucky for a savvy, but I feel like if he's able to control it, it can be used... It can be useful, but right now it's just destructive, literally. So because he has no control, it is destructive. But also I wanted to point out that there has been a time jump in this book. So last week I talked about how the addition at the end of the first book, which talks about Samson getting a savvy, this is even after that. So I kind of mentioned last week how I was like, oh, I thought it was interesting, like, this was added at the end of the first book. Like, I thought it was possibly going to be, like, 
a spoiler for the next two books because I just had assumed that the next two, or at least I was assuming this book was going to be about like Mibs scumbling her savvy, but I guess she kind of mostly was already having having it under control. So I guess that wasn't as interesting. So we're like way past that in the timeline because at this point, like Samson, yeah, he's already gotten his savvy. So we're past that point. So just thought that was interesting to point out. Yeah. And so the premise is that they're going to Fish's wedding. So obviously Fish is was a big character in the last book. And his name is actually Fisher, which I don't think we got that in the last book. His full name. And I don't think I even caught that in this book. It was book, only mentioned so. like twice, because then Let I think wrote it down. So I almost doubted myself. So listeners, if his name is not Fisher and I just made that up, I'm so sorry. But I thought they said that. I mean, that is definitely worse. Is that worse? worse? I couldn't decide if that was better or worse than Fish. I feel like that's better. It's worse. Really? Fisher at least is cool. Mm. Fish is bland. I mean, they're all terrible. He needs needs to have, like, a nickname that's completely different. Like, he needs to go by something else. So he's marrying a girl from another savvy family. She can, like, fly. And we get confirmed that Grandpa and Grandma were from two separate savvy families. Which was a big plot hole we brought up in the last book that we knew there were other savvy families, but we didn't get told that. And so we were like, if grandpa and grandma both have savvy But like we didn't really know there were other savvy families. I feel like they mentioned in passing at the very end, but like to me, like <laughs> yes, it's great to know that we found it out in this book, but I feel like that's not something I would have left up for discussion. <laughs> In the first book, I feel like I would have made it, wanted to make it extremely clear that there was not any incest going on in the Beaumont family. So for I feel me, like that would have been a priority. I was for thinking me. two things. Either one, she already knew that, like, she being the author Ingrid Law, she already knew that she was like had this world where there are multiple savvy families. So it was obvious to her, like it was in her head until she forgot, or she. Like, it definitely feels like it was a correction. Yeah, also because... From the last book. Like, it was a mistake. Not just a mistake, but, like, it wasn't clear. Because I'm thinking, like, I think for a kid, I think this would have went... That would have went right over a kid's head. Like, I don't think a child would be paying close enough attention to be like, hmm, how do they both have savvies? Like, they must come from the same family. Like, kids wouldn't even know what incest is, necessarily. So I feel like, yeah, she could have made it, like, extra clear in the second book, like, after, like, she could have gotten feedback after the first book being like, hmm, maybe you might want to, like, make that extremely clear. Like, because since it is mentioned that there are other savvy families, that is a possibility, but, like, it was not stated. So, but yeah, I think that either way, I don't think she had that much to be worried about since it is a book for kids. Yeah, and it was fixed, which is, you know, it's good. And this feels like as good a time as any to mention Ledge's mom's savvy. So her name is Dina, and her savvy is to make you follow orders by smiling at you and telling you what to do. And then you have to follow her powers, which I have to say is absolutely savage. Like when she's trying to tell Rocket to cut his hair, and he's like trying to like not look at her and not see her smile because he knows like he won't have a choice but to follow her orders. Like I thought that was incredible. I mean, a little controlling, but yes, a very powerful savvy. 
And it's kind of similar. It was very mom appropriate. Oh, for sure. And it's kind of similar to her sister who was, you know, Mibs and Fish and all of them, their mom. And if you remember from last book, her savvy is to basically always be perfect. Like she never makes mistakes that aren't like intentional. Like every, it's kind of, I feel like the idea of like everything just always works out for her. Like everything happens like as it should and works out the best for her. But it is very different from Uncle Autry, their brother. And he's the one who operates the family farm that they're all staying in in Wyoming. And he's also the father of the twins that were mentioned before who have joint telekinesis. And they, like, got their savvies at, like, age five, which they were like, maybe it's because they're twins. But he definitely has the worst savvy yet because he's literally a bug wrangler. Like, he can control bugs, like, all different kinds of bugs. And it was disgusting. And, you know... I'm still enjoying the series, but yet again, Charles has introduced us to another disgusting, terrible series with large bugs in it. Okay, Charles did not know there were going to be bugs since Charles had not read this book, but I did write down, I bet Asia's going to hate the fact that he controls bugs. Though, frankly, I hated it too. Bugs are gross. It was gross. The fact that he he's like keeps a farm full of them, disgusting. And... I agree. I do think it's also, like, probably the least enjoyable savvy. Like, not even controlling all animals. Like, what's his name in, um, in Kanto? Antonio. His power to speak to all animals. No. You get to control animals, but only the worst kind. I do feel like the being perfect... I mean, you could really send... You could really freak out your enemies. Yeah. That's true. But I feel like... Oh, my God. That's disgusting. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm going to throw up. Ugh. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about... I do feel like the okay. being perfect power Moving is kind of vague. Topic. But I like the way you explained it, that it's kind of more like everything goes right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what I got from it. Like, I feel like Mibs had said, like, you know, even when she makes a mistake, like, it ends up being, like, intentional. Like, it works out. Like, I feel like it would be, like... Oh, she took the wrong, like, if you were driving somewhere, she took the wrong exit, but it turns out by taking the wrong exit, she actually gets to her destination faster because a car accident happened and now there's huge traffic on the highway. Like, I feel like it's something like that, where it's like everything just always works out, which also seems like a nice power to have. Doesn't really seem, though, like... Yeah, that's honestly one of the better savvies. But I would say the only thing with that one is it's kind of like it just makes your life better, but I feel like... To me, at least, I feel like, how would you, like, control that? Like, I feel like that's not something you have control over. It's, like, just being, like, extremely lucky, I guess, is how I would almost see it. Yes, I agree. But it doesn't feel like how the her sister, Dina, is, like, she is controlling her savvy, which that's why I kind of think, honestly, hers is the best out of those three, or at least, like I said, the most powerful, because she can literally... She can literally control other people's actions and, like, with her... With her power. Like, she can will people to do what she wants. So it's kind of like, you can't really ever not get what you want because if someone says no, you just tell them to say yes. You know? Yes. Whereas I feel like Mib's mom is more like things just happen because they're supposed to happen, so I feel like she doesn't have as much control over her own, like, fate you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. And that's why, I, like, that's why I was saying that, like, 
Mim's mom's power is, like, cool, but it's kind of vague in that, like, it doesn't really... It's just so hands-off. Yeah. Whereas I feel like for most people, if you wanted a power, like a superpower, you'd want to It's something you'd want to be able to activate. Yeah, you'd want to be able to control it and be able to, like, actively... Use it. Use it, whereas Mib's mom is not like that. Exactly. I agree. Well... You know, but that's one of the things I'm really enjoying about the story is the exploration of all the different powers. So they're at the wedding and we found out that Will Jr. wants to marry Mibs. So hopefully that comes up at some point, like maybe in the next book. And everyone is harassing Ledger enough that like he loses control and he blows up the barn during the party. And I just felt so badly for him. (laughs) I mean, during this part, I mean, it was just inevitable at this point. Like, to me, it's, like, the idea of, like, I don't know, reminding of him, like, holding, like, you're holding in your pee or something. Like, it's going to come out eventually. Like. Yes. He has no control over the savvy. Like, he literally just got it. He hasn't scumbled it. His parents have literally been no help, which is why when this happens, I wrote down that, you know, Ledger destroying the barn is completely on his parents. It is totally their fault. And specifically his mom, who, like, has a savvy because the dad doesn't have one. But she, like, didn't take his savvy seriously. Like, they realized that, like, his savvy is, like, his brain is able to, like, take apart things and destroy things. And they're like, let's drive across the country. Or, I don't think it was across yeah, the country. Yeah, it was across the let's country. Let's go on a road it was, like, trip Illinois. to this wedding. With... With a literal, like, ticking time bomb, like, that's literally, like, it was going, it was going to happen. He was going to destroy something, and luckily no one got hurt, but to me, that's absolutely not on Ledger when it's, like, he has no control over his condition, and you as the parent haven't taken any steps to help him control it when you're the one who, like, has had your savvy for now most of your life, like, you understand it, like... I don't know, to me, like, he shouldn't have been able to, like, leave their home until he had scumbled it. Like, that should have been, or, like, he should have been only sent to the farm now, like, to scumble it. Like, I don't know, the, like, oh, it'll be fine kind of thing just to me, like, really made no sense. Like, logically. Oh, I completely agree. Like, even just driving in a car with him was unsafe. Like, because he can't control it. And the relying on her savvy... Because basically the solution they have is, like, she's just going to keep using her savvy on him to suppress his savvy, which feels really, really stupid to me because it would be one thing if, like, he was just, like, a violent kid and, like, physically was breaking things. Like, you could say, like, savvy is stronger than, like, human, like, willpower. But because it's his savvy that she's just trying to, like, put down, I'm like you can't trust that her savvy is going to be strong enough to deal with that. Yeah. And also, everyone is baiting him at the wedding. So, like, I mean, yes, I totally agree. His parents shared the brunt of the responsibility. But everyone is kind of mean. They're like, no big 13th birthday, blah, 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 blah. When I'm like, one, did the parents not tell everyone what his power was? Well, the, again, another failure of the parents. They didn't tell anyone. That's why everybody in the family's baiting him because... They were told, or their assumption is that he didn't get a savvy. Which also, like that was has not, to me at least what it appeared at the wedding was like, like he didn't get one. Savvy children, like if they have one savvy parent, it doesn't seem like that any of them have ever not gotten one. It seems like it takes a while sometimes, but we haven't heard of anybody who doesn't get one. So I'm like, this makes no sense that everyone is just like, um, 
guess he didn't get a savvy. We're just going to kind of ignore it. Like, and also... Which, even if he didn't get a savvy, they shouldn't be bullying him for that. That's literally taking you back to Encanto, triggering, terrible. Well, also, again, he could... It could take him a while to realize he has a savvy. And also, we know he has a savvy. His parents know that. So, I was so annoyed. I was like... Like I said, completely on the parents, and more specifically, the mom. I mean, both of them are at fault, but the mom's obviously, she, again, she has a savvy. She should understand how it works. She should have treated it way differently. Like, But I guess this is her first child to get a savvy, so she obviously failed. So hopefully she'll do better for her daughter. Isn't Fedora. Also. Isn't the daughter's name Fedora? Her daughter's name is Fedora. Like the hat. That's like kind of hilarious. Hat. She has the best name, honestly, because she can go by... Faye, she can go by Dora, she she can go by Fed, or Fedora, which is already a pretty cool name, honestly. That's actually not a bad name. I or mean, I would never Aura. name somebody that, but I think for these characters' names, that's, like, one of the best ones. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, it felt really like a departure from the last book, and I think that's something that you and I talked about a lot, and that when we were covering Savvy, is how the Beaumonts are such a great family. They're so careful yeah. around Mibs. And yes, they also like had Rocket with like a super destructive savvy and they had Fish with a super destructive savvy. But like everyone in the whole family was so careful around her on and after her 13th birthday. Like it was such a priority to make sure she was taken care of and like that even if they didn't understand the savvy, they weren't rushing her into anything. And just it felt like to me like how could all of these savvy relatives become so careless at this wedding? Does that make sense? Well, and let's not forget, yeah, and let's not forget that the Beaumonts literally moved away to the middle of nowhere when Fish got his savvy because he could literally cause a tsunami. So they were like, you know, we're not going to send him away. We're going to move as a family to support him to be able to scumble his savvy. Yeah, for me, it just, it like, it that honestly feels like a plot hole to me. And also, Rocket didn't get sent away to the farm. He chose to go on his own. Correct. But, like, to me, this feels honestly like a plot hole that, like, everyone in this extended Savvy family network would just, like, because everyone was annoying. And everyone, no one was... No, again, I'll go back. All fault is on Ledger's parents because... The rest of the family can't be supportive if they are not informed, if they don't know the situation, which no one was informed. Only his immediate family, his parents and sister, knew about his savvy. And to be honest, I think that his mom, Dina, was probably, like, a little bit embarrassed that, like, he seems to have, like, such a destructive savvy, like, and it's not, doesn't seem useful, like, at face value. So I feel like maybe that'll play into it. Maybe we'll get some of that in the second half of the book of, like, her admitting to that. But to me, the fact that they didn't say anything to their family, like when you're saying, like, the whole family seems to have an amazing relationship. Like, even if the mom was, like, feeling overwhelmed and, like, I don't know what to do. Like, why didn't you go to the rest of your family who's all dealt with this before to, you know, help you? Yeah. But so that's why, like, no, I don't think that it's the whole family. I think it's definitely, like, it's his parents, specifically the mom. And also it could point to, I know you were saying, like, we're obviously, we got, like, the Beaumont family is, like, the idea of, like, perfection and support. But, like, especially now since, like, 
this universe is being built that like there are all kinds of different savvy families like not all families might be supportive like sure that's probably not how it is with everyone but i don't think that it's necessarily with that i think it, again i i would think that like a good story development would be that you know the mom could be like I was overwhelmed, but also in the sense of since she's so used to always having control, like she doesn't need help because all she has to do is tell people what to do and they do it. Like, you know, she doesn't ever have to reach out for help. Like she could feel like she didn't feel comfortable doing that because she's never had to do it before. That would be be really character growth. Yeah. For her. I agree. Well, so they decide he's going to spend the summer at the ranch learning how to scumble which honestly is truly the first good idea anyone has had in this whole book. So he's going to try to meet up with SJ, Sarah Jane. She kind of like stowed away with him on the way to the wedding. She saw the wedding, so she saw their savvy powers. She also took the wedding jar from the grandmother, which is the only remaining jar because all the other ones broke during Ledge's explosion. So he's trying to meet up with her and get the jar back, but that's been unsuccessful so far. And it's he jokes out of being like the misfit ranch so rocket is there rocket is now well into his teen years now he's got to be in his 20s at this point no he's in his 20s because in the first book he was like 18 maybe 17 we could say and that was and either way it was nine years later so mibs was 13 and samson was seven so if we know he's past 13, that's at least six years, probably seven years. Yeah, so he's definitely in probably his early to mid-20s at this point, and he still hasn't scumbled his savvy. So that's, I mean, honestly really sad. Yeah, so it's Rocket and Marisol and Mesquite. Those are the twins. They live there because they're Autry's daughters. And Samson is there, and Grandpa Bamba, and Gypsy, and... Ledger's little sister Fedora. So basically the two youngest kids from each family and then Uncle Autry. Fedora, and all the of best one. Also, Fedora literally always has a helmet on. Like she needs a Fedora hat. Like she always has a helmet on. Well, she's doing it to protect herself from Ledger's flying screws. I think I think she's my favorite character now. I honestly when I heard that, I was like, that's pretty funny. Like that's some that's some real sibling like <laughs> drama. Like he's blowing things up. I'm gotta wear a helmet. Like, I'm a linebacker. Well, she's always, like, the the danger. She's always, like, talking danger. And she's like, you can't get angry because anger is only one letter away from danger. And we are trying to avoid that. <laughs> That's an Instagram Favorite bio character. waiting to happen. So, going back to Ledger, though, I kind of have this theory about his scumbling and, like, how he's going to be able to scumble his savvy is, based on what we've gotten from him, I think that ledge is afraid of failure and being a disappointment to everyone but specifically to his dad because he talks about right before getting his savvy and like leading up to it he like has been wanting to like run like a half marathon or something with his dad or a marathon like all they ever talk about is running and i guess he was hoping that his savvy was going to be like to be like the flash i guess and like run super fast and obviously that's not what happened so i feel like even though I'm sure his dad is like actually doesn't think less of him, I think it's he's putting this pressure on himself, and those expectations like kind of weren't met, so he feels like a disappointment. 
And so I feel like until he's able to overcome that and realize that he's not a disappointment and that he's not a failure, it's just not what he expected. Like he won't be able to scumble his savvy. And also going along with that, he, to me, seems like he sees the savvy as a curse because yes, at face value, you know, not having control of like destroying things just by looking at them does seem kind of like a curse. But if you learn to kind of see it for what it is and take it as a gift, you will be able to shape it and be able to control it. So then you can use it towards your advantage, which I feel like is how you have to be able to scumble it. But he has to like accept that, like, you know, yeah, I mean, that's another thing where I feel like all of these kids, that's how you know they're children, they get their savvy and they all get so overwhelmed by it. And I'm like, you know that you're going to be able to control it one day. And for me, like, maybe it's because I'm like a very practical person. I would find a lot of solace and comfort in that. I'd be like, if I don't have it today, it's going to happen eventually. And that would really help me calm down about it. And yeah, I realize not every 13-year-old is able to, like, think like that. They're, like, there have been infinite generations of scab- of savvy people before, and they've learned to control their savvies. But not me. I'm just going to be blowing things up for the rest of my life. It's going to be terrible. I'm not going to go back to middle school, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, like... Which I think I can understand it's harder for you to get to that point when you don't have your parents, your family telling you that like you know sometimes you can forget those things and that's why you need your support system to be on your side whereas his reaction to his savvy is oh my gosh you're destroying the barn oh my gosh you're going to destroy the car like keep it under control as opposed to you know treating him with love and kindness yeah which is why like i mean at this point i really dislike the parents like i feel like i mean it's for the plot obviously well also like the only person he has to fall so he can rise And the only person who's really, like, helping him and who's, like, laughing about it, like, going with him is Uncle Autry. Like, he's the one. It's his barn, his property that keeps getting demolished, and he's just giggling along. He's like, it's going to happen. It's fine. You'll figure (laughs) it out. And also, Autry tells Ledge how to scumble his savvy, which is what you said. He has to face your fears, and that's how you scumble. And yeah, that's literally what your theory is as well, is, like, he has to face his fear of failure. And, like, yeah, so Autry being the only supportive person and also, like, literally telling him the exact instructions, I feel like it's, like, duh. Well, it's also, like, again, I'll go back to, it's a failure on his parents because the people that should be there for him should be his closest family and it's his parents, like... You know what I mean? Especially since he's the oldest child. Like, it's not like he really has an older sibling to look up to. Like, it's his parents. And, again, I'm putting more blame on the mom because she actually has a savvy. But 100% she failed him. But I guess that's what happens when your savvy is so powerful that you, like, it probably wasn't hard for her to scumble her. So, like, she doesn't understand. Yeah. I also think that, one, practicing building things, which is what he starts doing at the scrapyard... That could help him scumble his savvy because it might, like, help him zen out a little bit. And I also think that he should work together with Rocket. I have a feeling that, like, they might learn to scumble together. Like, that feels like a very young adult literature thing. That they, like, go on this journey together. to And they, together they learn how to scumble. Does that make sense? Yeah, and also I think that would really show the, the idea of Rocket even though he is older and has been, like, attempting 
to scumble his savvy for so much longer. He's probably in basically the same position as Ledger in that he is afraid of himself and he is afraid of being a failure to his family. And probably the longer that it's taking him to scumble the savvy is making him feel more and more like a disappointment and like just like just how Ledger's feeling basically with his parents. So I feel like it would be really nice in the second half of the book of like they're kind of on the same page. Like, yes, they're different ages. They're at different points, but they're both kind of being forced to like face their fears and accept who they are. Yeah. Like taking themselves at face value and accepting it so that they'll be able to control the savvy. That's kind of my theory right now is that like they'll have to work together on it. Also, like I started started to feel that when Rocket was trying to talk to Ledge near the end of the book, the end of the reading, but Ledge was like busy trying to get the jar back, so he wasn't really paying attention. I feel like their friendship is about to like blossom, and that will help them. Yes. So at this point, you know, I don't really know what else happens because I feel like that's pretty much the whole plot. I mean, besides Sarah Jane, which we need to talk about her for a little bit. Yeah, before we do that, we also find out that the first person to ever have a savvy was called Eva May, and she left a treasure, and, like, it's very heavily indicated that the treasure is on the Wyoming property, so I have a very strong feeling they're going to find the treasure, and that could also be related to their savvy self-journey exploration quest. Okay, we'll find out that, I guess, in the second half. Didn't you feel like that was, like, very strongly hinted at? Eh. Okay. I think it's interesting to explore, like, who was the first person with the savvy and, like, how did that work? But the treasure thing, I was like, meh. If that comes back, it comes back. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I guess. Because, you know, like, the treasure could have been her having a savvy and then having a family. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it could be, like, it's not a financial treasure. It's, like, the property, you know, like, something like that. Like, a tree. Like, I don't know. But... Yeah, that's why I was just like, eh, I wasn't, no. I also want to mention that Marisol and Mesquite, those are the twins, they're really rude. I mean, they're rude to Ledge, but they're rude to everyone. And, like, were you annoyed by them? Because I was so annoyed by them all the time. I mean, they're obviously entitled. They're the only ones they've had their savvy pretty much their whole lives that they've had memories. Like, they said if they got their savvy at age five, like, they don't even know... They probably don't even remember what life was like without having a superpower, basically. So, of course, they're annoying. They feel all-powerful. And also with Ledge struggling to scumble his savvy, how they attempt to, like, help him, he even realizes that he's like, they can't help him because they don't even know how they scumble their savvy. They've just always been able to do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. They don't. They can't teach something that they don't even know how they do. They it's just natural. So yes, they were annoying, but they're little teenagers messing with their cousins. So kind of makes sense, I guess. But let's go ahead and dive into Sarah Jane before we wrap up. And basically, so like we said, Sarah Jane Charles kind of briefly mentioned. On on their way on the road trip, Ledger and his family, they stop at a gas station and him and Fedora like go into like the convenience store inside to like get a snack. 
and she's in there, like, talking about her newspaper because she, like, wants to be a writer, and she basically is, like, writing this newspaper about a bunch of conspiracy theories, basically, (laughs) and... She is the queen of misinformation in Wyoming. I mean, basically. And... As they're leaving, Ledger, who's been, like, trying to, again, idea of, like, holding in his pee in the car, of, like, trying not to destroy the car as he's leaving, the stress of that, he ends up blowing up a motorcycle and, like, um, blows off the doors of, like, a cop car or something. And I don't know if, like, Sarah Jane actually saw this, but she hears, like, because Fedora was in telling the convenience store owner how they're going to this wedding Blah, 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 which, like, you shouldn't really tell strangers where you're going. I think that's, like, something that we should just put out there. Like, you shouldn't really be disclosing where you're on your way to because then somebody could follow you. But I guess, you know, she's a child. And so because of this, Sarah Jane overhears them and she ends up hitchhiking a ride in their trunk, which I don't know how much farther they had to go, but that couldn't have been comfortable. So when they arrive at the farm, she's hiding in the trunk and... Basically, she's all curious about them because she's like, I guess she did. She must have seen him destroy the motorcycles because she's immediately like, oh, you like messed stuff up or something. So she knows something's off and Ledger's trying to get her to leave. I don't know. I I don't know how you felt about Sarah Jane, but so far I've found her very annoying. Yes. I think she's I found her really incredibly annoying. annoying. She was not charming I whatsoever. Think, okay. I'm glad you felt the same way because... It's clear that they're, like, setting her up to be a love interest for Ledger because he ends up, like, kissing her at one point to, like, try to distract her, and she punches him in the face. But I'm trying to, like, get to the point. But but she... I don't know. Basically, she's, like, ba- like she, she wants to low down on their family, and she wants to stay, and she ends up stealing the the wedding jar, which... The grandma of the family, you know, not the incestuous grandma, just the normal grandma with the savvy. Her savvy was, like, putting music in jars. And there's the song that was at their, her, the grandma and grandpa's wedding day. And now they play at all the weddings, like, in their family. And Sarah Jane ends up stealing this, which I was, like, super angry at that part, too. Because I was, like, even if she's, like, you know, trying to figure this out, like, clearly that matters to him. And, like, she basically stole a family heirloom. So not looking good for her. Especially because Ledger, when he blows up the barn, he breaks all of the other jars they had. So literally that's the only one left. And she's stolen it. And she has this, obviously, this newspaper with this conspiracy theories. And basically it's obviously, like... Ledger's really worried that she's going to, like, expose the family, which, I don't know, to me, I also was, like, again, when it's, like, you're an adult, like, why has he not told any of the adults, like, why are we keeping this? Like, the whole family knows the secrets. Like, it's not, like, your secret to hold on to. It's the whole family should be involved. But. Yeah. No, he's not handling it well, but I do think that she's really annoying because one she lies to and him, also, like, I mean, she says she'll go home, but then she doesn't, and then she, yeah, she takes the family heirloom, and, like, it's... And she also, like, it's revealed, like, how her dad, like we said, her dad is rich, and she's, like, an entitled little brat. She has no friends, because she's, probably because she's annoying and bratty, and nobody wants oh, to talk no, to somebody like that. I think that's because it's her dad is, her dad is really annoying, and he probably doesn't want her to socialize with people. 
I don't blame her for not having yeah, friends. Well, it's made her into an it's made her into an annoying person, I guess, not getting but social interaction. I just think that he that like and she clearly just wants attention from her dad. That's why she's literally writing a fake newspaper as a child. But it's just to me it's not charming. Oh, she definitely wants attention from her dad. She gives him copies of the newspaper and he just throws them in the trash. Exactly. Like it's not really charming to me when people like are deceitful and that's kind of all she's done so far but hopefully she will give i expect she'll probably give that give back the jar and it'll all be fine and like you said it'll be a love interest and she'll be like oh my god can i be part of the family it so like okay for one i think yeah, that she, but until we get to then i don't like her i agree until then i don't like her either i think that and so ledger is worried that she's going to write about the family and the wedding in her newest edition of her newspaper. One, I don't think anyone is going to believe it because it seems like everyone around town knows she does this and they're just like, okay, whatever SJ wants. And they'll be like, wow, that crazy story she told about the flying bride. And then I just hope that she ends up, I expect to, it's not that I hope. I think that she's going to end up like Bobby and Will Jr. They're kind of going to be let into the secret and not toxic. You know, they're going to be like, oh my god, we're so part of the family. I do think that it will get to that point, because again, this is a kid's story, and I, I at this point, don't really think we're going to have, like, a villain. Just like in the last book, there wasn't really a villain. But... But until we get to her being on the... Like, she is annoying. But I do think that if she does write about it in her newspaper, I think it it could possibly cause makes issues it for, like... Uncle Autry, who he was saying, like, I think he said at one point, like, people know how good he is with, like, bugs, possibly. Like, I don't know. To me, that's not, like, a power that I would ever guess. So maybe not, actually. But just, like, in the sense of, yes, like, I do think most people would be like, oh, this is just another one of her random conspiracy theories. Like, it's obviously not true. But it could get people to be paying more attention, which is obviously not good for his family. So, yeah, I just think, like, I really like their family and stuff, so I'm also just, like, anybody who's trying to, like, attack them, I'm absolutely against. I agree. Well, that brings us to my last note. So, when Ledge is running around, he falls over, but Grandpa Bamba, like, flips up the ground to catch him. And he says, don't thank me, thank Samson. And so, to me, that indicates that Samson has been magnifying Uncle ba- Grandpa Bomba's powers. Because we're basically hearing that Grandpa Bomba is near the end of his life. He doesn't really have his powers anymore. And, but we know that, Le- that Samson has been hanging out around Uncle Bomba, but he's been staying invisible. And it made me think that, like, basically Samson is there. Because we know that one of Samson's savvy powers is to, like, amplify other savvies. And so I think he's going around to, like, help Grandpa Bomba through his last, you know, time on Earth by, like, giving him some semblance of his savvy for the end. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so it made me wonder, does, has Ledge just forgotten that portion of Samson's powers, or does he not know about it? Because he knows that Samson turns invisible. I would definitely... But it made, I feel like he definitely does know all of the parts, right? No. I was going to say, I definitely do not think he knows, because also I'm saying, from the reader's perspective, we wouldn't even know what Samson's power is. 
if not for that addition. Like, according to the original book, we don't find out what Samson's, like, thing is. Yeah, for the reader so far, all we know is that Samson turns invisible. Because yes, so Ledge and I would assume power. that Ledger knows the same thing. I mean, Samson's older than him, and also Samson having like those two powers is kind of like a hidden thing. Like they might not have shared that with the whole family necessarily. Also, at this point, too, Ledger's completely focused on himself. But I did write something about this with Samson because also I think that Ledger doesn't know about this because Ledger literally makes a comment about how he feels like Samson is totally avoiding him. Like, he doesn't acknowledge him at all. Like, he understands he's invisible, but, like, literally doesn't even talk to him. And to me, it's obvious that Samson is avoiding Ledge because he knows that his savvy will strengthen Ledge's savvy, causing even more destruction. So it's obviously not a good idea right now for him to be in close proximity to him where he could possibly touch him and literally magnify his savvy. So... And that's why, again, I'm saying of, I would just assume Ledger doesn't know because also as the reader, technically we wouldn't even know. So why, how would, if we're like, I know we're not reading from Ledger's perspective because this is not, it's not in first, is it in first person? No, I don't think so. I can't remember. Are we sure? No, I can't remember. Wait, I'm about to pull out my book. <laughs> wow, this is deep cut journalism. Well, I just can't remember because I've also been reading Bridgerton, and that's definitely in third person, but now I'm thinking that these books were in first person because I remember it being different. Maybe they are, because I feel like the first book was definitely from Mibs's perspective. Yep, it's in first person. So, if we as the reader don't know, he definitely doesn't. Okay, there you go. So, that's I like that theory that Ledge doesn't know. He's definitely not thinking, so either way, he could... Definitely not a theory. That's definitely the facts. Okay. That's definitely the facts. I like that. I like... Also, I really like that Samson is is avoiding ledge to prevent the magnification. I think that's great. But I think that's also just really interesting to think about because without that addition, we wouldn't know that, so I'm assuming that would be revealed, like, either at the end of this book or in the next book, but hopefully, like, at some point in this book, that would be revealed because otherwise... Yeah, hopefully you get confirmation soon. We wouldn't know. Like, so that's obviously something that angered the author. Like, she made that decision. Well, we will find out, I guess. Which feels like a perfect segue to wrap up this episode. Yep. So next week we will be reading the second half of Scumble. So if you're going to read along with us, you can go ahead and finish the book for next week. And if you have predictions or theories or questions, you want to continue this conversation with us, Remember that you can stay in touch with us on for about really anything on the Nerd Party website. You just head over to nerdparty.com slash contact and you select throwback paperback. That'll send us an email. You can also get in touch with the network at large on Twitter at Jordan Nerd Party or Instagram at the Nerd Party or Facebook.com slash the Nerd Party. And to find me, I'm at Seashells on Instagram. And I'm at Asia Bonia on TikTok and at Asia.bonia on Instagram. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. And of course, check out the other podcasts on the Nerd Party Network. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss us next week. Yes, hit that subscribe button. Have a good one. We will see you next week.
Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.